Welcome to Awakening Divine Wildness, hosted by inspirational speaker and best-selling author, Mal Duane. Mal invites you to embrace your divine wildness with powerful conversations with visionary women. Listen in and learn how to move from pain and heartache to forgiveness and freedom so you can live the life you deserve. Welcome to another episode of Divine Wildness, and I am so happy today to have this wonderful lady who's actually repeating her performance, I must admit, because we had such terrible audio problems. I think the the gremlins were out on the last time we tried to record. So we're using a new platform today, and I feel really good. We're going to have a great show. I've had the pleasure of working with Michelle Casto before. So I know this girl's energy and her brilliance. Through her practice of transformational coaching, she helps people release what's in the way of fulfilling their greatest destiny. Her decades-long spiritual and personal development journey garnered Michelle a large toolbox to aid her clients in quickly releasing subconscious blocks and limiting beliefs. As a result of professional training and innate healing gifts, Michelle created Quantum Success Energetics, a unique transformational technology blending divine guidance, energy healing, and success coaching. With laser-sharp intuition and a loving heart transmission, Michelle helps her clients access self-love, courage, confidence, and the essentials to creating a life on purpose with the highest consciousness. She's a prolific author, and her latest book, Destiny Discovery, Find Your Soul's Path to Success, has been a bestseller, and I know I loved it. So, Michelle, thank you again, girl, for helping me out on this and being on Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm so glad to be here, and I just, I can't wait to see where our conversation goes. I know. I love it when we just kind of flow with the energy. And um, the last time I asked you some questions, and I think I'll start our conversation a little bit there, because every woman on the show has had her own challenges, her own backstory that inspired the work that they do today. So enlighten us a little bit about what Michelle's inspiration is all about. And what has um, inspired you to step up today and do the work you do? Right. Well, for me, it has been, um, I would say, a pretty rocky journey. I've had my fair share of ups and downs and challenges. And it originally started as a child. I was highly sensitive and probably an indigo child. They would phrase it that way now. Uh, And grew up in a family that didn't know, um, didn't contribute to the sensitivity and the the tenderness that my soul and my heart is. And I actually experienced, you know, some abuse, emotional abuse, and was rejected by my father. And um, my mother had some mental health problems and was pretty narcissistic. And so everything was always about her. So I really never developed that really strong sense of who I was. So that really put me on a path early on to discovering that. And and luckily enough, there was something inside of me that drove me to want to heal and know myself. And 
I was always very connected to nature. I spent a lot of time in nature and talking to horses. I grew up in Kentucky and I very much just, um, just knew that there was something more going on than just the 3D reality. So that put me on a journey of healing uh, pretty early. And then in my 20s, I found authors like Marianne Williamson, Wayne Dyer, Deepak Chopra, uh, Carolyn Mace, all those who really opened up my eyes that there was this other way to look at life and that we really were having a spiritual experience and that we were here to learn and grow along our path. And that completely resonated with me as truth. And so I really adopted that um, and started my spiritual journey early on and found coaching. And then from there, started moving into more of my purpose work. Now, when you mentioned Indigo Child, mm -hmm. my interpretation of that, and I may be wrong, is that you're a child that had gifts, extra, extra sensory perception, of different ways of communicating, intuition. Is that correct? That is correct. And I've spent a lot of my life, um, as we all do, sort of unconsciously trying to fit myself in and, and, and you know, not be different and, and be acceptable and, and, and all of that. And no matter how I try now, I, it, I get found out. <laughs> I just I just don't seem to fit in with the common ways of societal, societal thinking and, and even things like with our work and our purpose work. I, I, early on, I adopted the belief that not only could, was work supposed to be fun, like it was meant to be something that was a joy. And if you think about that, that's a relatively new idea for society. I mean, our grandparents didn't work because they enjoyed it. They worked because they had bills to pay and, and it was expected of them. So moving us into a higher consciousness realm was what I believe I was born to do as many other folks were born and coded with some of these um, unique um, sort of what seems out there or a little ahead of your time personalities. Um, and that's been something I've had to, to integrate within myself as well is, you know, being a little different and how, how can I accept that so other people can accept it and actually benefit from who I am. Do you think having these gifts is what attracts your clientele to you, um, you know, to have that transformational experience. Absolutely. I would say that, you know, I attract a lot of folks that are similar to me. They might be, they may have read all the books, <laughs> um, taken the classes, and they're very intellectually smart, and they actually can be very spiritually aware and smart. But what they're not doing, which is what I really had to do, was make that shift from the head into the heart knowing about these things to feeling them and embodying them and living them out in our lives. And absolutely, I attract folks that are, um, well, they may not believe in themselves 100% because we most of us didn't grow up in completely functional families where we were given the messages that we are amazing and, you know, wonderful and unconditionally loved to, to the point of where we get to grow and become more of who we are. So, I love to give my clients a lot of unconditional love and acceptance that they may not have received. And what I find is that a lot of women, if you were abused as a child in any sort of way, and that can range from a whole host of different aspects, but, but we usually tend to um, adapt in one of two ways. We kind of go down a self-destructive path, like with drugs or alcohol or addic addictions. Yep. Or we sort of overcompensate and become like the, try to be the perfect person. 
you know, um, driven with degrees and, you know, climbing the corporate ladder or being the best mother or, you know what I'm saying? We try to become perfect. And both of those extremes are not our true self. And we can get lost in those addictive behaviors because I will tell you right here, right now that self-help can become addictive just like anything else. You can constantly be thinking there's something that you need to be working on. And honestly, that's something I help my clients do because in my book, I talk about the four, uh, four levels of consciousness. Um, real quickly, the first is victim. We've all been feeling like a victim. The second is when we become a victor, when we realize, hey, I can change my life. I can make a change. Well, a lot of us get addicted to that self-help victor thing, and we can stay there for a really long time. But guess what? That gets really exhausting because we, we fail to launch to the next level, which for me is what I call the vehicle. And that's where we realize that we're, you know, there's somebody else driving the car, and we're not just behind the wheel. And sometimes we need to give up the wheel to something higher. And then the final level of, of the way I see consciousness working is that we get to vessel consciousness where we actually surrender it all and we become open to allowing something greater to move us through life. And we start to dance with life versus try to control it or some of the other things that we do in the lower areas. So anyway, that's I, love something that. I think that's a great way of simplifying um, you know, the stages of consciousness, as you mentioned, I know I went from being a victim, being addicted to alcohol, uh, you know, to getting sober. And what I learned about myself when I first got sober was that all my own thinking created my suffering. Yes. And once I was aware of that, that it was me, what was going through my head nonstop, drove me to drink, I was able to do something about it. It was huge, huge. It's a huge one because it's self-responsibility and seeing that no one, and this is a big one for women too, no one, no man, no friend, no family member, no angel from heaven really is going to come and save us. Self-rescue. Well, one of my favorite self-help authors is Vernon Howard. He talks a lot about self-rescue. And that's what you're speaking about is like starting to see that, you know what, I created this, which is the bad news and the great news, because if we create it, then we can also change it. And that's where true brilliance comes in. We see that I'm responsible for, for what has been created and I can uncreate it and I can choose different thoughts and feelings and, and really uh, move in a different direction in my life. And I love that you pointed out about getting addicted to self-help. Because I saw that a lot in AA. People, all of a sudden, they became so addicted to the program. And AA is wonderful. But again, I think it's something that has to be in balance. And some people just run with that, and that becomes the new addiction. And it, for me, to be around people that, that, that made that the new addiction, it almost became overwhelming. And that's really what pushed me to find other ways, other levels of thinking, other consciousness that still supported my sobriety. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And I'm a big believer in, in energy modalities. And, um, you know, that's why I developed quantum success energetics was I, you know, I, I know just, 
trying to change your mind is one level. To me, changing from the heart level is really what opens it up. Because our heart is the actual, they call it a magnetic monopole in human design. It's actually what's creating our reality. And when our heart, which has often been bruised or heartbroken or has been through a lot of uh, trauma, if it's been broken or bruised, you know, we're creating from that level. And I believe that when we start to change our, our energetics from the inside out, you know, not just the mind set, but also the heart set and the body set, listening to our body, you know, uh, understanding the different aspects of things that will open us up to who we truly are. It's so compelling. Um, and it, it works much for me, much better than identifying with, I have this problem and let me try to fix it. We have to start looking at ourselves as somebody who is free and identifying as beyond it or willing to change. And being open and willing to change actually for many people is a stumbling block, which is why I often do a process around what I call the personal operating system, because we all have a personal operating system just like a computer around everything but i found that everyone has one around change right and so how willing and open are we to actually change our lives and have it be better that's really huge and where a lot of folks get stuck and i'm sure you're you've seen this too in your work is we have an inner saboteur or one or two or three <laughs> that gets nervous when we start saying i want to be a sober happy woman I want to be a financially secure woman. I need to break these, you know, these patterns. For me, I have a pattern of rescuing men. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, it has to be a decision that I'm willing to change that or we're willing to change it first. And so I think that that's really where um, the energy work and getting coaching or healing can really help people. I love the concept that you just gave us about energy and, you know, mindset, heart set, body set. Tell me a little bit about how people can work with that heart set energy, how they can make changes there. Cause that's a big one for women. It's huge. So that broken heart, as you said that when it's been betrayed, how, how do they do that? Yeah. You know, there's, I do, I do a lot around heart wall healing and you may have heard of that, but a lot of us like energetically have put up walls and we hear about this all the time. You know, we've got walls between us. And so um, that's an energy uh, way that you can approach that heart wall healing. Also, just beginning with forgiveness. You know, looking at your mother and father is you know, our family of origin is a great place to start. If you haven't done the work, you know, that's a place to start. Uh, they did the best they could, and you were left with some imprinting that probably didn't serve you. And starting to heal that is really important. And forgiveness is a big part because we carry that unforgiveness or that resentment energy in our heart space and that will start to alleviate a lot and of course I always say start to forgive yourself first you know forgive yourself for staying in that relationship for you know 10 years too long or or the things that you know that you're doing that are betraying yourself these are the things that hurt us the worst you know we can the worst person we can fool is ourselves and a lot of times we're walking around the world um, out of integrity with our own knowing. And that's why I often say that the best people that I work with are people that are willing to have an honest, an honesty check and to get out of the denial that they've been in, pretending that it's okay when it's not okay, because that affects our hearts big time. Um, 
forgiving our families, forgiving the familiar relationships that we've had and the beliefs and conditioning that we developed in those early stages is so important because we create patterns and beliefs when we're children and then we carry those forward and that's how we build relationships as adults. Yes, I just sent out an email today speaking to that not only do we have to wake up, but we have to grow up. You know, this is part of the spiritual journey. And I said in the email, and this is what you're speaking to now, is that, you know, our inner toddlers are kind of still running our lives. Mm-hmm. If we haven't done this inner work to grow them up and look at that wounded, rejected inner child. And actually the time on the planet is perfect. Um we happen to be in a time where there's a gateway where we can really do this inner child work and um, heal the part of us that felt rejected or abandoned or didn't get the love that it, she or he needed so that it can grow up and become an adult and have adult relationships. And this is really, really important because I feel that this is why a lot of women are not living their true purpose is, is they haven't, and this is true for me, being able to have the kind of relationships that lift them up and give them the energy that they need to go and be who they came to be. And I believe that we have two destinies. We have an aspect of our feminine energy, which is who we are when we're on purpose and empowered in our personal relationships. And then we have our masculine destiny, which is who we are when we give our contribution. What are we here to, to share or contribute or teach or heal? And, you know, we're the happiest and most fulfilled, fulfilled when we have both of those really working for us at the heart level. And very few of us have those in balance. And Correct. women don't realize that they need to have their masculine energy in balance. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think 2018 is what my understanding is, is a um, double one year. I've heard that. It's aligning and balancing feminine and masculine. Mm-hmm. What we've never seen before. And I think a lot of the things that are happening that we're seeing in the media, the Me Too, Time's Up, is a lot of that balancing of power and energy. That women are standing up. They're not taking the crap anymore. Uh-uh, that game's over. Mm-hmm. And at this, so they're, they're, they're really starting to balance their masculine energy in a very obvious way through their careers and saying, I want equal pay. I want to be treated fairly. I'm not going to take this sexual harassment. It's wonderful to see that. Yeah. And it's time. It really is time. And and we can hope for more of that and more authenticity and more coming together of, of the relationship aspect, because it really is time for men to, to grow up and, and meet women where they are at. I mean, that's just a personal little <laughs> platform there. But, you know, it really is time for us to be able to meet each other energetically in authenticity. And this is a big aspect of it, is, is finding um, the authentic self. And that's what a spiritual journey is all about. And being able to make the choices that are in alignment with that. So who you choose to be with or who you choose to not be with is coming from that deeper self and then also you know, stepping into your purpose and being the voice for change and and being what I would like to see abundant change agents because 
there's two aspects of living our purpose is knowing what that is. And then it's like, well, and how do I make a life and a living with that purpose as well, which is so important. You mentioned previously about human design and I've had mine done. And I'll tell you, it was one of the most fascinating things I've ever done. And um, I think I'm a creative manifester or I'm a uh, manifesting generator. Manifesting generator. That's it. Manifesting generator. Uh, do you do a lot of work in human design? Do you, do you use that tool with your clients? I got into it recently again, just because it was up for me again. And um, I don't use it personally, but I referred one of my top end clients because she's really smart and really, and she got into it really well. So it's a resource that I share with people to understand who you are and how you operate in the world. To me, that's, that's been the hugest um, awareness is like, how do I navigate through life coming from the way I was designed versus trying to uh, like for a manifester there, they, most people are coming from a manifesting operational system of just go out there and make it happen. But if you're a generator type, then you need to wait to respond to what life brings you and then check in with your body. And is this a yes? Does this feel good to me? And actually starting to move through life that way. And you know what? It sounds so simple. And yet when we are, uh, when we actually do it, our life flows much more uh, with fluidity and flow for, for what works versus trying to fight against it. Well, women are famous for not listening to their intuition. I mean, our bodies are the best barometers we have. And we get this gut feeling that something's not right. And we go, oh, crap, no, you know, I'm just being insecure. Oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm just looking for trouble. Oh, I, I, you know. Yes. And we push it aside. I'm guilty. I've done it. And afterwards, I've said, oh, my God. That was a red flag just waving in front of my face, trying to get my attention. And I went, oh, no, 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 no. I'm just being a jerk. Hello. Yeah. Intuition. Our, our bodies are so magnificent at warning us. It's a beautiful thing. And that's part of the patriarchy that, you know, the system of logic rules, you know, logic rules. We all we're living from our head up. And, you know, in the ancient, I mean, really ancient times, women were one with the earth. They were one with their bodies. They understood cycles. They understood the moon. They understood, you know, nature. They understood the power of their body and their womb. And they, and, and they understood the power of what that was. And that's part of what we're all coming into awareness now, too, is, is that um, we can trust ourselves, you know. And we do know. And we have awareness. And... And really, if you could give yourself that gift this year, ladies, then you will you will return to that wild divine that is already within you, that's waiting to be you know shared and expressed in the world, and and you will be a contribution because you're coming back more into your truth and into yourself and into your heart and your body. It's 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 so important. Love it, love it. Um. The quantum physics that you teach, the quantum, excuse me, quantum success energetics, is it tiered or are there levels? The way that I see it working is uh, I work at the light body level, but we come through the heart and up and out. So it's working on beliefs and emotions, um, but it's, it's hard to explain other than that it shifts a lot in a little bit of time, which is what the quantum is about. Like you get a lot, a lot of bang for a little buck. Mm -hmm. um, 
And basically, it works between two people and the, the divine energy, what you're willing to let go of. And what I've seen is that a lot of folks have to be ready to let go before the transformation will happen. And see, we hold on to things that, that we think are going to save us, but those are the things that are actually sort of in a slow way kind of killing our energy off. But being willing to let go opens up the space for that energy to work its magic and to shift and move stuck energy that you may have been holding on to for a lifetime or lifetimes, you know, because in the quantum field, there is no time or space. It's all sort of one anyway. Um, but I don't want to get off on track on that. But it's just basically what I want to say is that it's you've got to be willing to let something go mm -hmm. so that the quantum energy and field can, you can become aligned with it to have a new possibility for yourself. Mm, yummy. <laughs> you have, uh, I think you touch upon this in destiny discovery. You, you talk a little bit about, you know, the soul's path to success and, and, and how to get there, how to do these things. Um, tell the audience how they can get in touch with you. Um, I know you've got a wonderful, very generous free offer for them. So let us share that with us. Yeah, absolutely. I actually wanted to give your audience the entire copy of, of my book, which is an e-copy of the Destiny Discovery, Find Your Soul's Path to Success. And then along with that, some accompanying meditations so that they can start getting awareness on what are some new directions for their life and what are some clues. Because you know, it's being like a detective. It's like picking up the clues to start seeing the threads of your destiny and starting to weave them together. So it's kind of like a little uh, success kit to get you going. And yeah, I call it the Activate Your Destiny Kit, and it will give them a lot to go on right away. Love it. And where can they get this, Michelle? They can go to my website, which is www.coachmichellecasto.com, and then forward slash activation. So forward slash activation. And, that's Beautiful. and I will also put that link in the show notes. But thank you for that generous offer. That's wonderful. So that people, you know, can can read about the process, do the meditations and, um, you know, start to connect uh, with this this quantum success energetics that you're talking about today. You're so mm -hmm. generous to to show up and do this again. Give the free gift. I can't thank you enough. Bless you so much for all that you do. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Awakening Divine Wildness. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with a friend and leave some stars and a favorable review at iTunes. And be sure to visit MalduaneCoach.com for your free Heal Your Heart, Reclaim Your Worth six-week video course.